Amen. And thank you, worship team. <clears throat> and I am grateful for uh, the opportunity to praise and worship the Lord this morning. You know, while we were worshiping, I realized I'd been watching too much news this week and needed more praise. How many of you uh, watch too much news sometimes? And we think that, you know, this world is such <clears throat> a dangerous place, and it is in many ways, but our eyes must not be on the world, but on the Lord. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Aren't you glad that we go to Faith Chapel and not Worry Chapel? Faith Chapel. It's not Fear Chapel. It's Faith Chapel. We put our faith in God. We trust in the one who is greater than everything that we see. And how many of you know that God is going to see us through, regardless of what happens? He's going to see us through personally. He's going to see us through as families. He's going to see us through as a church. He's going to see us through as a nation. He's going to see us through as the body of Christ. Through these difficult times, through these last days, should we be surprised that there's trouble, that there's conflict, that there's tribulation, that there's war, that there's famine? Jesus said that these things will increase as a sign of his return. And so nothing is happening that takes God by surprise and if our eyes are upon the Lord, we won't be surprised either. I want us to return to a passage this morning that I preached on a while back, and I promised I would come back and finish this message from John chapter 5 on the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Victory. How many of you believe in victory? Victory, God's promise to us. It's our destiny to be victorious. We're not going to lose. If we are in Christ, we will be victorious. Like Billy Graham said, I've read the book. I've read the last chapter and I know how it all turns out. And so what? We have the victory. In Christ, we have the victory. And here in John chapter 5, we are given encouraging instruction regarding how to believe and trust and know that God is faithful to see us through anything and everything in life. First John chapter 5 and beginning with verse 1, everyone who believes that Jesus Christ, Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. How many of you believe that Jesus is the Christ? Okay, you're born of God. You could not believe that Jesus is the Christ if you had not been born again. It's the Holy Spirit in your heart that bears witness of this truth. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commandments. This is the love of God to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God. Underline this. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. 
And here is our text. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. If you've got some other plan for overcoming the world and making it, good luck. Because there's no promise that any other plan will work in terms of our ultimate victory, our ultimate salvation. We would like to get there sometimes by our knowledge, by our good works, by our talents and our ability, by our associations. But there is nothing, nothing that will get us through to victory but faith in Jesus Christ. Now notice in verse 14, the same chapter, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of Him. This is our confidence. Do we have confidence this morning? Are we trusting in the one who does not fail? You know, you think about it, just just be logical about this. God's been doing a pretty good job of being God for a long time. And He's not going to fail at being God in your life just because you worry sometimes. He's God. He's still God. He always will be God. And our confidence is in Him, not in ourselves. Our confidence is not even in our faith, but in the one who gives us faith and fulfills our faith. And there's a difference. We try to, to, uh, we, we try to assert ourselves and we become even kind of proud of our faith. Well, I'm really believing now. We grit our teeth and we try to believe. No, we put our trust in God, not in our faith. And it's amazing what happens to your faith when you stop trying to believe in your faith and just turn to the Lord and focus on Him. He has a way of increasing our faith as we look to Him and we begin to realize, listen, as long as I have a relationship with Him, there's nothing to worry about. There's no challenge in this world that even begins to threaten my position in Him. And so we trust in God. You know, there's uh, lots of illustrations of of faith all around us. I'll never forget uh, a few years ago when we were in Tulsa, we had a lady in our church who was uh, an experienced pilot and trained pilots. And she invited us to come out to the airstrip and take a, a flight in her plane. And she wanted to show us the Christmas lights over Tulsa. And we were a little weary about this. How many of you are afraid of little planes? Well, you know, I wasn't very big on little planes, but I agreed to go, wanted to go. Ginger wanted to go, a couple of our kids. Anyway, we get out to the airstrip, and right away, there she is as this experienced pilot who trains pilots, who knows how to take people from a condition of anxiety to a condition of confidence in getting in that plane and trusting. And uh, she immediately put our minds at ease that, The plane had been thoroughly inspected just hours before. And she walked me around the plane showing me how the engine was up to date in its service. And all of the 
The gadgetry and the equipment that made that plane work was in perfect working order. And yes, that was a relief to know that. And she talked about her over 20 years of experience in flying and the dozens of pilots that she had trained and how this particular landing strip and, you know, even if the engine of the plane quit, she was able to land it because of the position of this landing field and the kind of craft it was. Anyway, she just kept talking and I was feeling better and better (laughs) about flying this plane. Well, we got on the plane and we began to take off and we began to circle around and see some of the lights. And I had a few moments of nervousness, but overall, I had confidence in her plane. Beyond that, of course, I had confidence in God. But it gave me a good lesson in fear. Do you know, so many of the things that we fear have to do with what we don't know and what we don't understand. And as an experienced pilot, she learned to increase the confidence of people who were going to fly with her by giving them knowledge regarding the integrity of the plane, the quality of her experience, and the options that she was prepared to face as the pilot to make sure that we had a safe flight. That was a lesson in faith for me, because I realized God wants us to know Him and through His Word know His promises and have confidence that He truly is master of this whole universe. And when He asks us to trust Him, it's really the most logical thing we can possibly do. If you're not going to trust God, who are you going to trust? Who knows better how this universe works than the one who created it? The one who sustains it. And so we need knowledge of God and of his ways. And that's why it's so important to really spend time with God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The knowledge of God. The knowledge that comes through studying his word. Through life experience where we trust him and see his hand at work. The more relationship that we have, the more knowledge of his word that we have, the greater our faith is. And so, if you struggle with weary or fear or anxiety about, realize this, we need to turn to God. We need to ask him to help us to understand this universe from his perspective. And how wonderful it is just to lean upon him and his promise. And guess what? He hasn't let anyone down so far. And you will not be the first. You will not be the first that He lets down. As you trust Him, you will find Him absolutely trustworthy. There's a a story about uh, an aerialist who was preparing for a a, a big uh, show uh, that evening in a large city. I think it was in Chicago. And anyway, they had strung a cable from one skyscraper to the other, and he was going to ride his bicycle on this cable. Well, the, the crowd gathered on the roof of the building, and he yelled out to the crowd, How many of you believe that I'm going to get across to the other building safely? And everybody said, Yes, yes, I believe. And he says, Okay, who will volunteer to ride on the handlebars? 
No takers. There's a difference, isn't there? In saying, I believe that you'll make it. And being willing to climb on the handlebars. Well, God asks us to climb on his handlebars, doesn't he? Because he wants to get us across. He wants to get us through. He wants to get us to the other side. And how encouraged we can be knowing that God is faithful. This is the trusting faith. This is the obedient faith. This is the leaning faith. The kind of faith that gives an integrity to our walk with God and a sense of certainty and confidence where we really do not have to fear. Now, notice in this verse that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Victory, what is that? That is the ultimate fulfillment of God's plan of redemption, and we're part of it. It's personal victory, and we can say it. It's, it's eternal, cosmic victory, as God does, doesn't fix things for us. He fixes everything in the universe, and we're part of his ultimate plan of victory. Our faith, our faith is the key. As we place our confidence in God, and we realize that It is by His promise that we live. As we recognize that this walk of faith requires new spiritual breakthroughs as we face new challenges and opportunities. And by nature, we tend to be content where we are. We want to stay in our, we call it the comfort zone. We don't want to venture out into anything new. I'll never forget one day when we happened to walk into a pet store, and uh, there was this large glass uh, cage full of parakeets. And uh, the parakeets were all scrambling around, eating seed, playing, and I noticed that there was no roof on the parakeet cage. It was glass. And you know what had happened. The owner of that pet store had kept the parakeet cage that was completely glass covered with a piece of glass. And the parakeets kept bouncing into that glass trying to get out until they gave up. And so eventually all the parakeets had given up on flying out through the top of that cage. There was, as far as they were concerned, it was impossible. But the glass had been removed. I thought about that often and how... We as Christians may have, you know, bounced against some obstacle. We, must, we, we may have come to some limitation over and over again. And we come to the conclusion that we cannot succeed if we try that again. Or if we go this way. Or if we accept this opportunity. God wants you to know that He's able to remove the ceiling for the breakthrough that you really, really need. You know, the psychologists will tell us that all of our experiences from the past have a lot to do with how we feel about life and how limited we may be in terms of the opportunities that we pursue. And you may not feel confident to be able to move a new direction in your life or to reach out to someone in a way that you never have before. Realize this, the faith that brings victory enables us 
to break through and to do things that we in our own conclusion may have feel are impossible. How many of you have experienced that where God helped you to experience a breakthrough by His power where you were able to go beyond your limitation of what you knew you could do? That's the way it works. And we need to believe God for more and more of those opportunities. Now turn with me to the book of Hebrews. These are foundational faith scriptures as well. As we read in Hebrews chapter 11. This is, we might call this faith 101 this morning. This is the foundation. This is the beginning. But I hope that you'll be encouraged. Hebrews chapter 11, which is called the faith chapter, because the whole chapter is about faith, and it begins with this. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for, and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. I want us to look at this with a certain perspective this morning, maybe a little different than you thought of before, but there are two, two, two issues here related to faith. First of all, the issue of the ancients, that is, the, the men and women of God of the past, were commended because of their faith. And then the second, through this faith we understand how God accomplishes His great work. The very creation of the universe is understood through the eyes of faith in a way that the natural man cannot understand. So, let me share this with you. There's two lessons of faith here that I think are important. First is, faith, faith, trusting God, obeying God, living the way God wants us to, leads to the integrity, the integrity of the believer that the whole world will ultimately be impressed and know something about the character of God by the way the faithful live and walk and serve their Lord. That's what Hebrews 11 portrays. The great men and women of faith and the integrity of their walk, which causes many to believe. How many of you had the influence of the integrity of a godly mother or a father or a teacher or a grandparent and how important that was in the formation of your faith. How important it is. And God wants us to be those kinds of believers that walk a walk of integrity. But the second part, and this might surprise you, is the intelligence that comes through our faith. Now what is intelligence? It is simply how we think, how we understand. And there is a new order, and I'll use the word again, of intelligence that comes to those who believe, to those who know God. There is a wisdom and a discernment and an understanding of the whole universe. And what does it say? By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not, ma- was not made out of what was visible. How is it that the believer understands creation in a way that the scientist can never understand without that important ingredient of 
faith. And so what faith has everything to do with our integrity and yes, with our intelligence. To understand this universe as God does. As he imparts his wisdom to us. You know, many of us uh, have heard about uh, Albert Einstein and how in the latter years of his life and his research, he, did, he came to the conclusion that there had to have been some great energy source that started everything at the very beginning, that had more energy than the combined energy of the universe, a source for that, which we know as God. But it took Albert Einstein his whole life to come to that conclusion. How many of you are glad that you don't have to be as smart as Albert Einstein to figure that out? And you don't have to spend your whole life researching that because by faith we know that this universe was framed by the Word of God. What kind of wisdom does that give us? What kind of intelligence does that give us? Wow. So... The integrity that comes through faith. The walk. The walk of faithfulness, which is such an example to the whole world. And then the intelligence of knowing and understanding and perceiving things the way that they really are. Well, I want you to also consider that even as God enables us to grow in faith, in our character and our understanding, that that faith leads to greater faith and encourages others to grow in their faith in a way that has great influence in this world. How many of you want to have an impact on the people you love to encourage them in the Lord? And help them to grow in their faith. I got a a special uh, birthday card from one of my children. An expression of gratitude for the faith that Ginger and I lived in our home. And it was shared in such a way where I knew that this particular child had really been thinking about that. And was grateful and now wanted to also live that kind of life. I thought, you know what? That's the greatest treasure that we have as parents and as Christians is to see that faith reborn, kindled, and bringing life and direction in others. How wonderful it truly is. I'm going to continue talking about this kind of faith next week. I want you to um, notice in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, a special promise. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe His prophets, and so shall you prosper. Do we want to be established? Do we want to prosper? Well, then let's believe in God. I'm going to ask uh, Russ to come up and lead us in a song. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for that faith, (laughs) which is our victory, which overcomes this whole world. And Lord, 
the world of fear, the world of doubt, the world of confusion. Lord, through faith, we are victorious. Lord, we pray especially for anyone this morning who may be struggling with health issues or financial issues or family issues, personal problems, Lord. We, we thank you that you are the answer. Help us, O oh God, to respond in faith this morning to you. And Lord, we thank you that you're helping us at Faith Chapel to truly grow in faith. In Jesus' name we pray.